Welcome back to Beyond the Uniform. I'm Steve Bain, and our goal is to help members of the military crush their post-military career. Today is episode number 383, Army Credentialing Assistance with Sophia Sweeney. So Army Cool has over 1,600 credentials. So soldiers just need to go in there and, and check out what's there. Look at look at what's aligned to your MOS or your AOC or ASI. You can see all that is available. And again, CA or CA funding does not have to, or the credential you're seeking does not have to align with your actual MOS. Well, normally this show is hosted by Justin, but I came to him with an idea and I talked to a lot of transitioning service members and it's eye-opening how many of them, regardless of branch, have never heard of the various credentialing programs that are offered. Today is part one in a series where I'll be interviewing each branch's credentialing program manager to get the facts on credentialing assistance in an effort to spread awareness to the service members who can use them. Credentialing assistance is a great way to leverage the transition tools and resources available to service members to accelerate their post-military careers. Certifications add professional capability and, and credibility and help you stand out to a hiring manager. We'll start with the Army, so if you're a soldier, listen up. Today, we'll talk with Sophia Sweeney, the Program Manager for Army Credentialing Assistance and Credentialing Opportunities Online. All links and resources Sophia mentioned are listed in our show notes. As always, there are 382 interviews just like this one available on demand at beyondtheuniform.org. So with that, let's dive into our conversation with Sophia. Joining me today from Fort Knox, Kentucky, I'd like to welcome Sophia Sweeney to Beyond the Uniform. Sophia, welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So for listeners, I'll read a quick bio for Sophia and then we'll dive into the interview. But uh, Sophia served for 20 years as a member of the Army's military or MP, military police or MP Corps, retiring as a first sergeant. After retiring, Sophia held multiple government contracting roles in various soldier support positions. In her current role, she serves as an Army civilian working as a program manager for the Army Credentialing Assistance, or CA program, and the Army Credentialing Opportunities Online, or COOL. She holds a BA in Criminal Justice from Columbia College and an MA in Organizational Leadership from Brandman University. Sophia, is there anything else you want to add to that bio? Nope, that's about it. <laughs> okay, great. Well, um, this interview is more so about the resource of Army CA, but I would be remiss if we didn't ask you about your service and your transition. So you retired after 20 years of service. Uh, I just want to know why did you get out and what was your transition experience like? Well, again, thank you very much for having me. Um, I will tell you that as much as I love the Army and all that it offered, it taught me, provided me and my family, my husband and I had to leave uh, our children a couple of times due to deployments, um, deployment hardship tours. So we made a decision to retire for the benefit of our family. Um, I wasn't quite as prepared as I should have been or think I could have been. I thought having a bachelor's degree, um, military and leadership experience was good enough uh, to help me secure a job um, in the civilian world, but uh, and, and would potentially keep me at the same level that I was in the Army. Um, but I definitely got a wake-up call for that. I should have taken advantage of the resources that were available to me, but I didn't. 
Um, so to become competitive, I used my post 9-11 GI Bill to uh, obtain my master's degree and a certificate that helped me secure the position as an education counselor for transitioning soldiers at the Ed Center, uh, as well as teaching the higher education track as a contractor. And then eventually I was able to secure a position at HRC um, as an education service specialist. So that was how my transition went. <laughs> Could have went smoother, but I got to where I needed to be now. <laughs> sure. Well, it sounds like you have a unique, a unique perspective in the sense that you, you saw that you didn't utilize all the tools that were available to you while you're in uniform. Right. Still, but you use some of the benefits as a veteran. Uh, and, and, and now you're in a unique position to be able to you know, advise and counsel soldiers uh, to make sure that they use the benefits they have. So that's awesome. Um, why did you want to keep serving and, and you know, what, what was your main drive to go work at HRC? Human well, Resources Command, you know, for those people that don't understand the acronym. Yeah, and actually, just to kind of clarify, we used to work at HRC and fell under HRC, but um, actually now our headquarters falls under TRADOC, uh, under Access or Army Credentialing and Continuing uh, Education Services for Soldiers at Army University. So, um, but I continue to do what I do for soldiers. Uh, I knew when I transitioned out of the army that I would continue to help soldiers in some way, some capacity, and I was lucky, lucky enough to find um, this position and be able to do it as a DA civilian. That's awesome. Um, sounds like you're in alignment with you know, your core values and what led you to serve and now you're still serving. So thank you for your service. Thank you for your continued service. You. Uh, but let's get into the meat and potatoes of why people are listening, hopefully. And, what is Army CA? What's, what's the 30-second elevator pitch as to why I should care about CA if I'm an Army soldier? Okay, so I thought about this one, and so you could time me if you want to. I got 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Army Credentialing Assistance Program is an outstanding program that provides eligible soldiers from all components and of all ranks the opportunity to request funding for credentials or licenses, whether it's aligned to a soldier's MOS or not. Uh, this directly contributes to supporting their professional development. It, uh, it helps with retaining quality soldiers, also prepares soldiers for meaningful employment upon transition from military service. So check it out on Army Cool, www.cool.osd.mil slash army. <laughs> okay, so uh, how, much, how much each year can soldiers, regardless of compo, use to train and and how does this work in conjunction with TA or is it even associated with TA in any way? Right, so soldiers have up to $4,000 every fiscal year towards using either credentialing assistance or tuition assistance or both as long as they don't exceed the $4,000 limit. Um, let me see, if they wanted to, even if they, uh, for example, if a soldier exhausted all of their tuition assistance and they still wanted to pursue something, they're still eligible to pursue credentialing assistance as long as, again, they're eligible, meaning they're not flagged or, uh, you know, other types of issues that might happen, happen. Or if they've completed all their degrees, they're still eligible to use um, credentialing assistance. So, yeah, they can totally use it for either one. Sure. And, and uh, so if, if I'm a soldier that's transitioning, if I know I'm going to get out within a year, Am I eligible still? I mean, um, you know, I don't want to jump ahead here, but I mean, are there ADSOs associated with using this funding? Yeah, so that's a great question. Uh, as far as, you know, are they eligible within the last year? Absolutely. They can totally use that. Um, they just need to complete whatever that they're, whatever they're asking for. 
must end before their actual ETS date. So as far as ADSOs go, yes, officers and commission warrant officers do incur an ADSO only only if they are asking for some type of training. So if they're, you know, using, or if they have already got training and they just want the exam itself or the recertification, they can absolutely request CA and will not incur a service obligation. So um, only training. Training books, materials, that's the only thing that's gonna have, uh, that's the only thing that'll cause an officer or warrant officer to incur a service obligation. Sure, and could you go into what the ADSO obligation is uh, for, like for each compo? Well, so active duty, they do incur a two-year uh, service obligation, whereas uh, I want to say National Guard Reserves incur a four-year ADSO. So, and is that a concurrent ADSO? Right. So if they were to um, have already have an ADSO, yeah, it would just kind of work in conjunction with that one. Perfect. And then is, is there an ADSO associated for enlisted service members? No, absolutely not. Uh, enlisted NCOs, they do not incur any type of service obligation. Okay, and uh, if you could just clarify, like, when when does the ADSO time period start? So, like, say that I use a, you know, I use CA, I want to go through training, it's going to require books. Um, when does the actual ADSO period start? Is it is it when I finish my training or is it when I actually pass the exam? Because that might take a while. <laughs> No, actually, um, let's say you submitted your request. The ADSO begins the last day or after the last day of that course. Okay, great. And uh, that's a nice segue into how do I submit a request? Uh, what is the process for, for someone who's interested? Yeah, I want to train. I want to, you know, transition into the HR realm. I want an HR certificate mm -hmm. or project management. I want a PMP, whatever it might be. How do I do that? Okay, that's a, another great question. So the soldiers can start a couple of ways. They can either go to Army Cool, which I actually recommend that they go to first to kind of view, look at the credentials that are uh, in Army Cool that, are, that they can pursue. They would go to the credentialing assistance tab off of the Army Cool homepage. And there they're gonna find like a soldier CA process guide, which is basically a step-by-step -step on how to apply through Army Ignited. Um, and I'll talk about Army Ignite in a second, but um, they also find all sorts of information like uh, what vendors are actually participating in the CA program because the vendors that are on in the CA program is not necessarily what's in Army Cool. Army Cool has credentialing agencies. They don't all participate in the CA program. Um, so once they go there and they figure out what it is that they want to do, they would then create an account in Army Ignited. Army Ignited is the new system that we have, um, we work through uh, for credentialing assistance. Used to be Go Army Ed, which Go Army Ed is still used for tuition assistance, but uh, CA is now fully in Army Ignited. That is the new system where they would submit their credentialing assistance request. Um, eventually it'll become, you know, TA will be incorporated and so forth, but for now it's just CA. But it is very important that they view the credential and the eligibility criteria for that specific credential so they know what they need prior to requesting it, right? Because sometimes you might be eligible. You don't even know that you're eligible to just take the exam based off of your experience. So it's important that they, they 
find that information. If they have no idea what to do, they always have the opportunity to go to their education center or their education office to ask questions who can provide them information about the program and, and as well as how to start in Army Ignited. So yeah, once they decide, they select their credential in Army Ignited and then they continue on with requesting the funding for that specific credential and picking a specific vendor that they want to work through. Great. So CA is the program. Ignited is the vehicle to get the request going. Right. Uh, and, and Army Cool is the actual repository for all the credentials that soldiers can pursue. So if it's in Army Cool, you're good to go. That's something you can pursue and request funding through Army Ignited for. Sure. Do you have any metrics or, I mean, how many, how many programs or credentials are out there that are approved you know, via Army Cool? For right. So Army Cool. Oh yeah, so Army Cool has over 1,600 credentials. So soldiers just need to go in there and, and check out what's there. Look at, look at what's aligned to your MOS or your AOC or ASI. You can see all that is available. And again, CA or CA funding does not have to, or the credential you're seeking does not have to align with your actual MOS. Sounds like uh, there's no excuses. You know, there's nowhere to hide here why you can't get out with the certs that you want, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I'm a soldier. I go to Ignited. I enroll in Ignited. Um, mm -hmm. I find the vendor that I want to provide the training I want. Is, yes. is there anything else that I need to seek out from the vendor before I hit submit and the clock starts? And then how long does that clock take before the Army comes back with either a no or a yes with approved funding so I can start training? Right. So they, before they even submit the CA request, like I said, you definitely want to go in, um, look to see what it is that you want, look who's participating in the program. They have to contact the vendor to talk about start and end dates, to talk about, you know, how much, get a quote from them to ensure it looks like what is in Army Ignited. But um, it can take up to 30 business days. The soldier has to submit 30 business days prior to the start date that they are requesting, uh, meaning no weekends, no holidays, um, and uh, they can submit at that point. But it is important that they talk to the vendor because some vendors have, you know, set dates for start, uh, or start and end dates, or they might require the soldier to register prior to the course, prior to us paying. So all of those things have to happen before they submit their request so that they are prepared. And when we get that request, we process it as quickly as possible. And then it moves to our finance team who will pay it as quickly as they can. Sure. And, and once a request has been approved and funded, how, how long is that funding good for? Well, again, the soldier selects the start and end date. So even okay. if, for example, you selected or you purchased or wanted to purchase a CompTIA exam, right? And it might be good for a year. That doesn't mean that your request is good for a year. It is what is what the soldier has requested in Army Ignited for that time period. So if they requested a start date of today and tomorrow they wanted to end it, 10 days after that end date, we're expecting a certificate of completion from that um, request. So they have to pay attention. Start and end dates are very important. Is, is there a limit? Like, could I put a start date today and end date five years from now? Or, or does it have to be kind of reasonable, like within a year? <laughs> oh, actually, that's a great question, too. It is um, one year, one calendar year from the start date that they've selected. So they only have one year, one calendar year. 
Great. Okay. So um, I have my funding approval. I've got a year timeline to get my training and my exam knocked out. What's required of me um, either if I pass or fail my training and test in terms yeah. of Ignited? Yeah, that is another great question. <laughs> Again, within 10 business, 10 business days of the um, completion, the soldier must submit a certificate of completion. All vendors know they have to provide some type of, you know, uh, certificate of completion, letting us know that that was completed successfully or whether they failed. And so that has to be uploaded. If it is not uploaded within those 10 business days, they will receive a message that says, look, put in your stuff now or we're going to send you to recoupment um, to finance for recoupment and and at that point if you fail the soldier will be recouped uh, if they pass all is good continue on as long as you submit your uh, certificate of completion in your account sure okay okay um this seems this seems too good to be true um and and i talked to a lot of soldiers that are transitioning and uh, you'd be surprised or maybe not surprised how many have never heard of the CA wing of this process. They've never heard of Ignited. They've never heard of the credentialing assistance program being married in with TA. Mm -hmm. um, what's, what's the marketing effort look like on behalf of the army to try to get this out there? And, and, and I mean, what are your thoughts and feedback on that? Yeah, so it is fairly new. The Army CA program is fairly new. It did go live January 2020. We did have a limited user test prior to that, but it is still uh, fairly new. So we marketed via Army Career Tracker, messages through Go Army Ed, um, the S1Net, education centers do their own marketing. We have Facebook broadcasts, uh, army.mil articles, and then of course, uh, Army University also puts this on their webpage and all of our Army University leadership supports this and, and pushes it everywhere they go to spread the word. But you know, it is, again, I'm very appreciative that you're having, that you have me on this because you know, this is a, it's a continuous effort to get the word out. So I appreciate that. Sure, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's just important to get the resource in front of the people that can use it. Um, have you seen seen good good rapid growth? I mean, I mean, is word getting out and people are submitting requests? I mean, I assume if you guys are busy, that's a good thing for you. <laughs> it, it's a great thing. I will tell you, in FY20, we had over, I'd say, over 4,800 CA requests submitted. And that was a very manual, manual process. I mean, through Go Army Ed, it was very manual, took... <laughs> quite a bit of time, but now that we have Army Ignited, since we started in Army Ignited, we have had approximately 4,800, probably close to, I'd say between five and 6,000 CA requests so far, just since the beginning, which is fiscal year 21. Um, just since that time, we've had that many requests. It's, we're already surpassing the whole fiscal year 20 with just, um, you know, the short time being open with Army Ignited. So it, there's, it's definitely progressing. That's great. Yeah. You know, I talked to, you know, first sergeants and sergeant majors and lieutenant colonels and, and you know, they hear about it on the forums. And, and I just think back to when I was a company commander, how great it would have been to potentially carve out some white space. Have, yeah, absolutely. Have, you know, my lieutenants or my senior NCOs submit their Ignited requests together be able to carve out a week of white space, get some top cover from, you know, the command and be able to train folks on a given credential. It's, it's, I think it really empowers the unit level to go do some creative training. Um, Absolutely. 
I mean, have you guys heard any success stories or heard any stories like that where like a unit is, is just really carving out the white space and using this resource to its max? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will tell you there is this, uh, this program that's going on in, in Texas, actually, National Guard, Texas National Guard. They are, um, you know, setting up kind of uh, getting these programs together to where they all, a group of these soldiers, are, are all attending this, these courses together. It, it's kind of neat, but the Texas National Guard is actually doing some really good things um, with the use of CA. And, uh, you know, of course, we can't, it's not necessarily a group type of thing, but when enough soldiers are asking for the same type of course, I mean, that's, that's a, a great way to, you know, learn and, and help each other out and so forth. Yeah, it makes sense. You can go through the class together, you can study together, you can test together, and then you can celebrate together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, so you're the subject matter expert. I'm sure you've seen it all, the good and the bad from, you know, from where you sit with CA and COOL. Any lessons learned or best practices from where you sit in terms of what you would recommend to soldiers that are looking to submit for training? Yeah, I will tell you, one of the biggest things that I could uh, ask or, or put out is that please understand what it is that you're signing up for and your responsibilities. Just like tuition assistance, you have to finish and you have to pass. Um, know, again, know what you're signing up for. How long is this commitment? Um, what it is that you need uh, to complete for whatever you're requesting. Um, talk to the credentialing agencies and the vendors to ensure, you know, you have everything that you need. Um, you know, credentialing agencies are the experts, so they're going to let a soldier know whether they are eligible for that specific course or not. But understanding everything, the entire process, read everything. There's a statement of understanding that soldiers sign that agree to the terms and conditions of, um, you know, the program. There are times where we get some angry soldiers who say, I didn't know about that. Well, unfortunately, it is in writing and you did sign that statement of understanding. So understand what it is that you're doing when you're requesting this funding. Great. Yeah, uh, it sounds like you just need to do your homework and read the fine print like everything else in the Army. You know, just make sure that you come prepared <laughs> and to show yes. up and train on time in the right uniform. Right. But uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really encouraging to, to hear the Army is making this investment in helping soldiers with their future transition. Um, you know, I got out in 2016 and, and uh, I, I really wish this resource was around then because I definitely would have, you know, gotten some of the credentials I now have on the outside while I was in uniform. Uh, so it's, it's, it's really encouraging to see that. Um, we're, we're about at the end here, but I just wanted to give you some, some space. Uh, if there's anything that we didn't talk about, if there's any resources that you want to, you know, discuss or recommend, but, I just kind of wanted to give you some white space here to, to you know, just kind of say whatever it is that you wanted. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, honestly, this is a, an outstanding program. And just like you, I wish this was available and I wished I would have taken advantage when, before my transition out of the military, taken advantage of some of the resources that are out there for transitioning soldiers or for soldiers, period. Um, you know, I would definitely advise people to go check this out on Army Cool, the homepage there. It lists all sorts of great information. Um, also, the Army University webpage puts out a lot of great information about all the programs for, you know, education and so forth. Um, Army Ignited, if they, you know, if they've not been there, go there, create your account, get started, start looking at things to do. Um, 
for your own professional development. So I, honestly, I, I think we covered everything and I really appreciate once again that you have me on this and uh, thank you. Absolutely, thank you for your service and your continued service. Oh, thank you for yours as well. <laughs> thank you. Beyond the Uniform is written and produced by me, Justin Siri, with help from our Chief of Staff, Steve Bain, and our editor, Kathleen Dillon. We are an all-volunteer organization and would greatly appreciate your help in any of the following ways. First, spread the word. Beyond the Uniform has over 330 podcast episodes and 15 on-demand webinars, all offered for free. Help us spread the word on social media, at military bases, or whatever gets this resource in front of more men and women who need it. Positive reviews on iTunes go a long way towards this as well. Second, sponsorship. Beyond the Uniform relies on sponsorship to keep us going. There is so much more we'd like to do, but we don't have nearly the resources to do so. If you know of a company that would like to advertise in any way with Beyond the Uniform, please send them to beyondtheuniform.org. Third, donations. If you're in a financial position to donate, you can find more information on the support section of beyondtheuniform.org. At our website, beyondtheuniform.org, you'll also find 330-plus episodes categorized by industry, functional role, and more. You'll find a link for live events, typically four per month. You'll also find both free and for-purchase books that take a deeper dive on topics related to career growth. Thank you for your support as we aim to help members of the military and their families thrive in their post-military career and life.